0: Welcome to the Reputation Capital podcast. Uh, I'm Dr. Kent, and that's a capital D and a capital K.
1: And I'm Randy Baker. I just use an R. But Reputation Capital podcast is extraordinary podcast because we scale the world. We travel from north, south, east to west, and everywhere in between to find the most interesting and entertaining and unusual guests we can find. And today we go all the way to Brisbane, Australia. Now, you'll know that I am Australian because I said Brisbane. Dr. Kent would have called it Brisbane, like everybody else. So only Australians call it Brisbane. Brisbane, Australia. And we're talking with, who are we talking to? We're talking to Tony Lontus.
0: Tony with an I. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know what? I was a little bit surprised and shocked. we're sort of speaking about uh, reputation capital, When you look at Tony's website, you can see she kind of has a big personality and and brand and everything. And the the surprise was that when we started talking to her, there's a humility and a softness to the way she speaks, which is, yeah, almost mesmerizing.
1: It's very calming, very refreshing at the same time. It's It's a unique style that she has, but I think that's her true personality coming through. Let's just go to the interview and let you judge for yourself is tony lontus hello tony nice to
0: see you thanks for getting up so early in the morning and and um for showing us your friendly face
2: (laughs) thanks kent
0: we'll have to just describe that her face is friendly this morning for her (laughs) because of course (laughs) we're just listening in now there is a green screen behind you so i'm kind of Wondering whether when you do your streams, you ever sort of get a hankering to just—I uh, don't know—put great dragons flying behind you or something on video.
2: <laughs> I um I create some great Zoom backdrops for my clients, but mine's kind of boring. It's just a beautiful uh, open-plan uh, light-filled office with my logos on it. So kind of simple, really. And that's
0: fine. So how does that, how does that represent your, your business life? Is it kind of simple, kind of, kind of like that? Or is it crazy and, and spontaneous and weird and all of that?
2: All of the second, it is a little crazy. Um, I think a business in this environment across the world is a little crazy. I don't know how it is for you guys, but Australia is still going in and out of uh, lockdown and we're slated to come out of lockdown where I am on Sunday and it's not looking like that's going to happen.
1: So I'm I'm in Texas and I just received notice that Austin, Texas just moved into level five, which, you know, Texas will not lock down in any way, shape or form now. The governor is pretty clear about that. He won't in install a a mask mandate. He's been pretty clear about that. So we're just going to live our lives as normal as we can and take precautions and so forth. Um, But it's very different there in Australia. I've got family in Melbourne. Yes. um, And they're suffering lockdown after lockdown after lockdown.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Eventually there will have to be some balance between the need to manage the virus and the need to keep the economy going.
0: So, speaking of keeping the economy going, you've been a, a one-woman atlas in a way, right? <laughs> um, in the last couple of years, uh, in a dynamic way, building a whole lot of momentum for your shows and your—you know—you have a very outsized personality in some great ways. How did you get into this? Because this is not the beginning of your career, but it's the beginning of this really public part of it.
2: Absolutely. Um, I'm a nurse. My background is in nursing. Um, I had uh, my own nurse consultancy company, and I used to zap across Australia preparing uh, day surgeries in hospitals to meet the national safety and quality standards. So um, auditing, risk management, policy, procedure, that sort of thing. I wrote about my life and published a book in 2019 called Resilience. And I wrote it at a time when I'd got to a certain part in my healing and self-discovery journey. And I as I'd talked about my life to a few people they'd suggested and um that I'd write a book. So I did that and I didn't have a plan. What happened after that is that in 2019, I decided to say yes to things that were big and scary, and there were lots of things. I'm actually very quiet and introverted. The way that I refresh my soul is quiet time alone. So when it came to producing the audio version of the book, I was going to get an actress to do it. I didn't want to narrate it myself. The producer convinced me to do it myself, and at the end of that, she sat me down and said, I think there's something really special about your voice and your message. Have you thought of radio or podcasting? And I immediately said, no way. That's just uh, not, not going to do that. But I think <laughs> in all good stories, there's a sequence of events that leads to something else. And I had a conversation with um, a media CEO over there in America, um, Talk for Media, out of Florida. And he spoke to me about how I could have my own live streaming radio show and why I wouldn't give it a go and um, explained the packages and costs. And at the end of that conversation, radio Tony was born. And there was, again, not a lot of planning that went into that. But I I did it anyway because I felt that there were messages that the world needed to hear and I hoped that someone was listening out there from Radio Tony, I discovered after six months of being really nervous in front of the microphone that I really enjoyed talking to people, that I loved their stories and telling their stories and getting their unique wisdom and knowledge out into the world. And I found that for me, interviewing was quite intuitive. So I would know things and ask things that the guests thought were really good. And so with that encouragement, I kept going. And then in 2020, I discovered a platform that could provide uh, audio and video. And so I started on my journey with the boys at BBS Radio TV, who've incidentally just moved to Texas as well from California. And I've been uh, doing my shows with them ever since.
0: And so when you were What kind of nurse were you at the beginning and what did that journey look like? So, um,
2: yeah, did you do
0: bedside nursing? Yeah, absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So, I was one of the (laughs) old girls who trained in a hospital setting back when i trained we had nurses quarters and our training was live in and work situation so by the time we got to the 3rd year of our training we'd done we could run complete wards and manage 30 patients at a time quite easily so that was general nursing i went into perioperative nursing or operating suite nursing not long after that and that's where i developed my love of um, clinical practice in the operating theatres. And I progressed from clinical nurse to nurse manager to statewide projects for the government.
0: So I'm very curious about many things. The, yes. The, for me, the, the most prominent of which is the introversion, the soft-spokenness, and you have a very, very calming voice, right? Oh. So, um, which is something that nurses are allowed to have Right And can often be a great asset to be someone who calms someone else, mm-hmm. someone who soothes someone else, someone who yeah. delivers the most difficult news uh, in a different way. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to kind of hear about how that sort of introversion has become an asset for you in a way, and, yeah. and how that applies to others because our world is full of people shouting all yes. the time and, and the, the fastest in yes. love.
2: I, I actually look at it as kind of a superpower because for me, I absolutely need that quietness and time alone to regenerate. And I think that allows me, um, and I say it often, is I want to create a safe place for other people to shine and tell their truth. And so part of that, that journey into what I do now is about creating safe spaces for people to tell their truths where they feel enabled, empowered to be able to speak from their heart because humans are connected by stories. We need to hear those stories. They're very important. And if we don't give the quiet ones the opportunity and they've got some of the most powerful messages, where, as you say, Kent, there's lots of noise and lots of loudness out there. I want to try and bring that balance back into the world.
1: So, Tony, I've been in corporate for way too many years. Yes. And one of the things I learned relatively early on is that when you're in a room of alpha
2: executives,
1: (gasps) the easiest way to get their attention was to lower one's volume down to almost a whisper or to turn away and face away from them or to go and stand behind them. Yeah. And it was the quiet little things that, that we did, that I did, that made them focus and focus their attention and the room would become deathly quiet because that's the only way they listened listen to me or it would become incredibly rowdy because nobody was listening to me. <laughs> but <laughs> what... <laughs> what you're what you're <laughs> what you're talking about is that that quiet voice that has something super important to say, and to use that calmness and quietness to cut through the rowdy alphas out there that want to run everything. Is that have I got you sorted out? Is that right?
2: <laughs> I, I just I like calm, and I like to impart calm, and I think that when you come from a calm perspective, when when you slow things down, you enable people to feel really safe. And it's from that safe space that I like people to speak from. I don't think that there's a lot to gain from that yelling and shouting, although I can yell and shout if I need to, but very rarely.
1: You had a from what I understand, you had a difficult and traumatic childhood and early life. Was that experience partly the reason you went into nursing or was there some other drive to go into nursing initially?
2: So I guess, Randy, from my perspective, when I finished school, back then there weren't the options for women that there were today. So essentially, you went to uni to become a teacher or um, I actually applied to be a psychologist. Mm. There was nursing or there was banking jobs. And I would applied for two banking jobs and was unsuccessful. And then I got a call-up to nursing and also a acceptance into psychology at uni. And I was off to do psychology when the matron, <laughs> that sounds crazy, doesn't it? The matron of the hospital rang and said, would you like to start your nursing training early? And so that's what I did. I would hope that the next generations of women are empowered to do whatever say, please, and don't feel as limited as my generation did. But yes, Randy, I think underlying all of that was some desire to not only help, because I love to help, but also to try and figure myself out as well.
0: It's neat you said that. I, I think there's, um, we talk about reputation capital. I mean, that's what, yes. that's what we've named this sort of weird podcast, and because your reputation kind of is who you are, it's your identity, it's your personal brand, it's, your, mm-hmm. it's everything. Mm-hmm. And I think you are mentioning you know, it'd be great if, if people could be, particularly women, could be empowered to do the things that they're, they're great at and, and driven yes. to. Are you now doing what you've always wanted to do, or is this something that you just think is a really fun dalliance?
2: I I would never, so number one, I would never have thought that this is what I would be doing in my mid-50s. However, I just discovered a love of interviewing and talking to people and collecting their stories and amplifying their voices. And I just, I love it. I love that connection in the studio format where it's just you and that person and despite the fact that you might be talking to lots and lots of people, at the end of the day, it's just you and that person in that room at that time and I feel like it's my job to make sure the world gets to see this other unique, wonderful, knowledgeable person, be they an individual or a business, which, you know, leads to the the other um, important component is that I want to earn a living as well. And I discovered this new passion. And so it needs to earn a living to keep me going. Although my husband sort of has said, perhaps you could just sit on the back veranda and write, which I've thought about as well. But I've still got, there's still stories to, to tell. There's still, there's still women and, and men that have stories that the world needs to hear.
1: So, Tony, you have a podcast, a radio show, a TV show, and I, I'm a business geek, and I like to always understand the business model. Yeah. And I look at those things, and they're, they're great for um, getting visibility for, those, for your guests, and, but there must be a business model there. You mentioned you want to make a living. Um, I, I'd like to understand... Do you charge for coaching, to teaching people how to do this? What's what's the model?
2: So Without I… Without
1: giving away your secrets.
2: <laughs> this, this is a bit of a, a personal bugbear for me is that I actually believe and I don't consider myself a, a podcaster. I consider podcasting is a byproduct of what I do because my shows are live streaming. They live stream across the world. They live stream into social media. But I think that everyone's time is valuable. And so I, because I love doing this, I decided I needed to have something that generated income. And the way that I do that is I do series of co-hosted shows with business owners. And we talk about them, their business journey, their products, their services, And so that they're connecting to people who might want to work with them or buy their products or engage their services. And that's how I generate my income. So those big packages include, you know, show promotion and show strategy. So I put a strategy behind those shows that I have, mentoring, education, pre-show strategy meetings, and I'm actually in the process of redoing what was my original podcasting series. I'm actually making that into a live streaming educational course that my co-hosts get so that they understand that there's more to this than just the shows. There's the, the brand awareness, there's the online and digital marketing, there's the social media, there's a whole range of things that will enable you to get in front of more people. And why I use the particular products that I use, like Binge TV and um, The Boys in Texas, BBS Radio TV.
0: We like to keep these interviews fairly short, uh, and we've already yes. kind of come around the world with you. I love that you used the word bugbear, which I had to quickly <laughs> Google. Uh, and actually, oh, I have sorry, a lot in common with the bugbear. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm actually the height of a bugbear, and maybe even the you know the demeanor. You know, who knows?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you learn something every day. So I I, I forget
2: that Australians <laughs> have funny little words that the rest of the world doesn't get.
0: The it's a hairy hobgoblin, according to to the internet. So it's, it's really neat.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ken! I didn't know that. That's gorgeous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been really fun to talk with you. Where can people find you, and who are you looking for to reach out to? You?
2: Absolutely. Um, info at radiotony.com. And I like to work with business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, the more unusual your business is and the more your desire to get yourself in front of the global audience, the better it is. So I actually have a very creative brain I've discovered in my 50s and I can create any co-hosted series of shows around anything. So I've done shows from energy and crystal healing to corporate governance and risk management. So, uh, you can, and I have a series coming up with an international artist and we're going to talk about how she does her big commissioned pieces and how she got into the Oscar gift bag. So, lots of people. If you're in business, you want a global audience and you want to work with me, I would love to hear from you.
0: Thanks so much. R- really fun to talk with you and um, and laugh a little bit. Um, I'm going to keep an eye out for bug bears. Um, you know my <laughs> my fellow my,
1: my fellow bug bears out there. You'll recognize them. I'll be carrying a big club that's spiky, according to what I'm saying. So you should see them,
2: <laughs> Randy. They are they a um, <laughs> relative of the drop bear? I wonder.
1: I think they're a close relative. The drop bear is the, I think it's the ugly stepchild.
2: Right. Okay. You'll have to tell Kent about those as well. I think so,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I told my stepkids about drop bears and they were horrified until I worked out that it wasn't real. (laughs) I can
2: imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aussies are a little bit naughty like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just a little bit. We've got a strange (laughs) sense of humor.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
1: So this has been great. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Tony. All right. Thanks
2: so much, guys. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, bye for now. Tony, I want to thank you for being on our show today. Uh, I know our listeners have totally enjoyed your stories and listening to what you're doing and What an interesting business to build shows around businesses and products and I think you've got something there that is very, very interesting. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yep,
0: and um, I've got nothing else to say. Um, I've now discovered my people, my crowd, my tribe as a result of this
1: interview. So I appreciate that. So uh, I don't want to be a bugbear, Kent, but I think we should tell our listeners to go and look at Partner Group and click on the link to fill out an assessment.
0: Yeah, it's a good idea. If you don't do it, uh, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't pressure people. But right. you'll see the assessment and we will We'll have a bugbear um, delivered to your house with a telegram that, that tells you our
1: thoughts. Sounds perfect to me. Oh, and before you go, subscribe. Hit that subscribe button because otherwise you're going to miss out on some of our episodes and I would hate that to happen because you never know when an absolute gem is going to be dropped. That's right. So, subscribe, drop a comment. Have a great day.